You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. like when I get up in the morning and I'm like, damn, I got a fucking show to do. And I realize, oh man. And then I realize what kind of show it is and who's coming in. And I get super jazzed up because I've been stuck in COVID for so fucking long this whole year, not getting to go to conventions, not getting to go to speak, not getting to do any of that shit. And uh, now I get the opportunity to finally get out. <laughs> and, uh, and I got Keith Allen with me from uh, G4 Live. Great group, throws great conventions. We're gonna get into that. But I wanna just rant a little bit for a second <laughs> about uh, of, of COVID and definitely taking people away from getting to go to these great conventions because they get to hear, you know, really good speakers, good topics, you know, booths, networking finding out what's going on in the industry, getting an understanding, you know, of what is moving and shaking for those that are part of it and people that are new to it. You know, they get a great opportunity to learn and to educate and to help grow this great cannabis industry that's been uh, going strong for a really, really long time for generation and generation, mm -hmm. but in the last decade has made incredible 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 strides and uh I will, before i get too much into this great uh convention and uh and, and exhibition that i'll uh, be attending with uh, hayes radio and getting to speak at which uh, i'm totally appreciate uh, being uh, given that opportunity um how great it is that things are getting better and people get to enjoy you know, going to these different shows and Las Vegas is like a fun, is a fun place. It's always been a fun place. Shout out. I've been there for 25 years. And, you know, before I get too much into what was cannabis and things, I want to talk about, are you a native of California? Are you were born and raised here? Yeah. And, right. and what was the first businesses kind of did in your life because I know getting into cannabis is definitely usually not the very first thing no. that someone thinks in their mind they're going to be part of. <clears throat> well, let's see my first business. Uh, ninth grade high school, I was in a wood shop class and I had just started surfing a couple years before that and I asked the, I asked the teacher, I go, well, there's a, there's a piece of wood down the middle of the board. Does that qualify? Can I use that as my final project? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? So I made a surfboard. How dope is that? And that turned into a four-year career of making boards for all my friends, their friends' friends, and local surf shops. I made over 400 surfboards. Oh, fuck. And that, that was my business. That is dope. Yeah. So you know my boy Nathan Fletcher? I know Nathan Fletcher, yeah. One of His the brother Christian? One of the people that we actually launched the cannabis pre-rolls with. Nice. I love him, man. He's a cool dude. Sure is. Hell yeah, man. That's an awesome thing to do. And there, there's a lot of art into making surfboards. I mean, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That is their main tool to survive, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
<clears throat> surfing is uh, has been a source of. I don't mean look. You know, everybody who 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 surfs or you know just whatever you're into, it's like you you, you obviously connect to it because it does something for you on the inside as much as it does the outside, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was one of those things for me. It was just being in the water and um, being off the shore. I felt like I was kind of off land. All my problems lived on land. <laughs> yeah. and I just had got to just go surf. You know? Yeah, of course. So, yeah. And that was that's, uh, that's fucking dope. So you go from that, which is a, is a stoner. I mean, cannabis is definitely a part of the surfer's life, right? You know, I think cannabis yes connects no. to surfing in the sense of like where it's just people who surf and people that are in cannabis. It's not like they're directly connected. I think they're connected to an energy level that people kind of like just absorb into. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. The energy level. Yeah. And, and they're, they're definitely connected. So. Yeah. And you go from there and then what did you do? Uh, when I how long, like how long the surfboard go? Was like how many well, years? When what I graduated, kind of high, when I got out of high school, kind of yeah, about six months after that, and then I took off to Memphis, Tennessee, and I lived there for six months with some buddies. Slept on the couch. We played music on Beale Street, just jam guitar. And now that's that, dope. Yeah, it was such a great adventure. And then I came back from that, went to Pierce College for a couple of years, transferred to UCLA. Now where's and, Pierce? Uh, that sounds familiar. It's right down the street. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, community college. Park. Yeah, dude. Nice. And I went over to UCLA and uh, got a job working in uh, in Westwood at a bar called Stratton's. Okay. Every every famous pickup, every funny pickup line in the world is a bartender, and I'm like, I got to write a book about this. So I wrote a book called 101 of the World's Most Effective Pickup Lines." And oh, uh, stop! Uh, yeah, I sold a hundred thousand copies stop. of that out of my door. Stop! 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 <laughs> so, oh my God, dude, you're a fucking legendary. What? You gotta give me like five of them. Give me five lines out of the hundred. Okay, uh, fuck me if I'm wrong, but you want to kiss me. I like that one. Go ahead. What's the opposite of low? What? Uh, what is the opposite of low? Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. What's, your uh, <laughs> what's yeah. the first letter in the word Y? I mean, uh, what's the first letter in the word yellow? Why? Because I thought it'd be a great way to start a conversation with someone as beautiful as yourself. Oh, um, man. Or uh, rejection comebacks. You know, hey, you want to dance? The girl says, no. You go, no, I said you look fat in those pants. That's terrible. It's politically uh, incorrect in every way. Oh, I remember that one for sure. Yeah. Um, I've heard that the one. The best pickup line, though. The best. best the best one that best. actually really worked was I would go up to a girl, and there was a chapter in the book on how to make a paper rose, right? Like perfect oh. paper rose, burn the edges. The whole wow, thing. get the fuck out of here. So the best pickup line is I would go to a girl and I would say, um, yeah, hey, excuse me, you know, uh, <clears throat> I feel a little weird walking up to you, but I had a near-death experience a few months ago. Really, I did. And I, I just promised myself that if I lived, I would never let anything pass me by without expressing how I felt. So I just want to tell you, I think you're beautiful and I made this for you and have a good night. And I would disappear. Wow. So now all of a sudden the girls are like, wait a minute. Wait, what? What the fuck was that? <laughs> right? So yeah. It's like, yeah, for sure. And then you reappear and you kind of just yeah, smile, you know. And it's just if there's anything, it's going to be they're going to come. They're, they're going to come, come up to you, or whatever. Yeah. Wow. So it was a cool one. That is fucking great. And then <laughs> you go from that, and what you're in your mid twenties at this point, or like so. I went. I waited for Ricky Rackman to come off of the Loveline Radio. Okay. Like, you know, K Rock back in like this is a long time ago. Sure. And K Rock New York. Yeah. No, K Rock LA. Oh, K Rock LA. Yeah, Windows okay. K Rock. All right. Uh -huh. So Loveline was originally Dr. Drew and what, Poor Man. Sure. Oh York. yeah, I remember yeah. Dr. Drew. Yeah. yeah. So then Drew comes on with oh, Ricky Rackman. Oh yeah. This is like pre Adam Carolla, and Ricky is like, "What is this?" And I acted like a delivery guy with a package, right? Pre Man Show. Yeah. And so and then he opens it up, looks at the package, he sees the book, and he goes, he starts reading through it, and he starts laughing, and he goes, "Well, who wrote this?" He's looking at the package for like who sent it to him. 
And I go, well, now that I know you like it, I, I, it's, I wrote the book. And he, he had, this was on a Friday. He had a cancellation on Loveline for Tuesday. I was a guest on Tuesday. Oh. I went back two more times. Oh. He ended up, he, we became such good friends that he asked me to help produce his radio show on a 97.1 KLSX, Triple R, Ricky Rackman Radio. So I did that for a year and a half. How dope is that? Yeah. That got me in the entertainment industry. And that is great. Somehow I wound up in cannabis. <laughs> Entertainment industry, let's go into that a little bit. Yeah, so I worked at Real Radio 97.1 KLSX. Uh, that was producing, a, we were the number one drive time show in Los Angeles because we were on the Howard Stern station, so oh. people would get back in their cars and oh. we were. Oh. I mean, we were like piercing girls' clits on the air. We're having Slash come play guitar during breaks. I mean, it was oh. just so cool. Oh. Um, we had Quentin Tarantino as a guest. Just really cool, cool show. Anyway, <clears throat> I left there. I went to go to MTV. Okay. Uh, I stayed with MTV and Viacom, and, uh, MTV Networks and Viacom, and I ended up working on the Action Sports World Tour and produced that for CBS. Okay. Uh, worked in Action Sports, and there was a, uh, a manager at the time named John Boyle who was managing an Exhibit in the band Alien Ant Farm. Okay, and nice. Really, yeah. really cool guy. And John, I think I even remember Alien Ant Farm. Oh yeah, they had he had the well Michael Jackson hit you know, Smooth Criminal. They did the oh, cover. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and John recruited me to start an action sports division of the artist management firm. Okay. And so I went over to do that with him. I uh, helped out with, uh, you know, all the talent. And uh, we started a really great company called Vanguard Entertainment. We sold that. That and, actually uh, sounds like something I've even heard of. Yeah, I know. It's for a very, sure. very big company. It was one of the first companies we created. And... Um, so that was that was. And really did you cool produce experience. movies through that, or what? What did you do through there, well, or what was actually? What we would do is we would get scripts for films, and okay, things like that, and then we would turn it over to the creative department for the company that we had sold to. But uh, it was really more about inter uh, creating content. This is during the time when like really content was becoming content. Sure. Right. Sure. So we were focused on sure. you know if we were doing movies, it had to do something to do with action sports, and we would you know look at scripts that incorporated something that was content related I got to you. specific genres I got you yeah so that was a really great run and I loved I was in the entertainment industry for you know 17 years or more actually and uh, I was invited to go speak at a convention uh, talk about you know brand identity well that was what I was focused on it was a business convention for entrepreneurs and you sure. fill gaps of management sure sure and um, so I spoke at this thing and I met this guy and he comes up to me, he goes, I got an idea for a healthy fast food restaurant. I want to get your advice. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's sit down. At the end of our meal, he breaks out these two sticks that have floss on them. And he starts flossing his teeth, right? Like, With chopsticks. Yeah, they look like half chopsticks. Yeah, okay. I'm like, what is so, that? What is that, right? He's just <laughs> flossing his teeth at the table. Like, what is going on with this guy? And he goes, well, I don't like to put my hands in my mouth, but I got to take good care of my hygiene. So, you know, I floss, you know, a lot. Wow, right? okay. But they look like miniature nunchucks. Sure. And I said, you should free their gums, call them gum chucks. Oh, God. And that took me on a seven-year journey. Stop. We created this company, Gumchucks, and I've got it <laughs> 5,000 retail stores around the world, Japan, UK, That's awesome. Europe, US, that's uh, awesome. CBS Target, you name it. That's it's fucking still around cool. today, actually. It's an amazing that, product. That's fucking great. Yeah. Is there a website still? Yeah, I'm, I, I sold the company. But and uh, yeah, gumchucks.com. That's awesome. I, I'm sure there. It's an amazing product. I still use it to this day every day, actually. I floss every day. It's a big deal. And what, um, what do you, uh, <laughs> what do you, what did you do after that? 
Then when I sold the company, I started a boutique marketing agency called Bramwagon Agency. Got converted to Icon Media, which is still in existence today. Okay. And uh, we started marketing. We, our, our tagline was guns, drugs, and rock and roll because we worked with Navy SEALs. We worked sure. with the music industry. Uh, Randy Jackson from American Idol is a client. Of okay. Mine, yeah, sure. Some of his talent and his, some people he was managing. Oh, yeah. And uh, Cannabis. Oh, and okay. you know, we worked with you know some of the first companies we worked with were Bang Chocolates and Autumn Brands. Sure, Bang is great. So yeah. you were helping doing media and marketing with them. Is that what it was? Yeah, or, we were, yeah, we were actually part of their Go Public team. Okay, that's tight. Yeah. And like, what well, is what is a Go Public team? Well, explain that to me. Well, when you go public, you're putting together basically. Oh, okay, a I got you. Oh, sure, 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 so sure, we sure. To, we'd really kind of get into like you know how. I think every every company that goes public, and I certainly look at this with our current company because we're talking about doing rolling company to SPAC and things like that, is increasing top line revenues, acquiring third parties, so you increase your top line revenues, right? Yeah. So when we did that investigation for Bang, we really saw this massive void in the cannabis space. And this is where, like, I think my core competency in business is to identify a problem that we can solve and creating a solution and executing a strategy. Yeah. That's what I do for a living. Uh-huh. So with when I discovered this issue, if you will, with, with all these brands wanting to bud tenders because you know sure. obviously cannabis is very regulated and how you can market and advertise <clears throat> so the best way is to get with the front line but if they don't buy into authentically what you're doing yeah yeah no no they're gonna sh- push you away so fast oh uh, yeah and cannabis will blackball you like a motherfucker absolutely i love that it's self-regulated right? like a motherfucker yes so we we said look you these tried. Bud- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we said we said, look, these bud tenders are really important people. And the more we did research on the bud tenders, we realized they're not just people selling weed. And I know that that was the stigma that they had. They're just sales clerks selling weed. But what we discovered was, is we found these bud tenders, some of these people, like this girl we met, you know, like her brother had uh, autism. Uh, uh-huh. you know, was having seizures and sure. you know, epilepsy and just kind of a combination of a bunch of different things going on with this kid. And so she was inspired by the the special on CNN, Weed, with Sanjay Gupta. And, sure, and, uh, absolutely. A lot of people. Alan Shackelford. That made a big difference. Yeah. So she decided to go to medical school. And while she was working uh, through college to go to medical school, she was a bud tender. And she was going to focus her, she wanted to learn more about medicine to influence and how cannabis could help with medicine. This was her drive, her passion. That was her passion, right? Sure. And when I when I realized that about this person, I, I started seeing kind of like, uh, almost like that movie Patch Adams, you know, look beyond the four <laughs> fingers and you see sure. eight, right? Yeah, 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 I saw yeah, something sure. more from the bud tenders. And so we said, uh-huh. we got to create a space uh, where we can have an event, and so we created the Bud Tender Awards. Yeah, and but what year? When, what year did that? Was the, the first first one? Bud Tender Awards was 2019. We were the okay. very first cannabis event that MGM Properties has ever allowed. Yeah, that's pretty tight. Yeah, to this day, still the only one. Um, and uh, we we had uh, Cypress Hill perform. They got a Lifetime Achievement Award from us, and it was like the Academy Awards. We, That's tight, yeah, for we, sure. We spent a million dollars on the event. Wow. And, uh, more than most people would ever spend on an event like this, but we knew it was important. And, yeah, of course. Um, we, I think that that event, if you had been to that event, I think that people things that, the things that people talked about most was we threw parties at Mike Tyson's house, and he was there. Sure. It was cool. Sure. It was like special. Right? Sure. We, uh, we, we didn't serve box salads. We fed people breakfast, snack, lunch, and snack, and we served everything from frittatas to chocolate-covered bacon. We spent like <laughs> 300 grand on food. So it was just this experience. Yeah, buddy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, How many people went to the awards the first one? What's that? How many people went to the first awards? Well, we had 10 categories, so there were 10 ultimate winners, but there was over 50 people nominated or in the final nominations. Just to give you an idea of how much it's grown, we have the Bud Tender Awards again in, in October 2nd, which is a part of G4 Live in the fall. 
Um, and so G4 Live is the umbrella for the event, the expo and everything, but the uh -huh. Bud Tender Awards still happens at G4 Live. So the Bud Tender Awards currently right now, we have over 24,000 nominations for Bud Tenders currently. Wow. Yeah. So the event has grown. 24,000 events. Yeah. And let's talk about what the gets covered over the this event, like even the one that's coming up. So somebody said this to me, I don't know, about a year ago, that G4 Live is really like this uh, South by Southwest for cannabis. <clears throat> and now are there booths and vendors? Booths and vendors. Um, we're working with major uh, film and television companies for documentary and film screenings. Sure. Uh, we have artists. Uh, like Friday night, the 21st, and a week and a half now, we got Travis Barker performing with Jaden Hostler, a huge TikTok versus old school rocker. Sure. Uh, you know, current, mo he's, Travis is modern too, though. I mean, sure. he's got his hands in everything hip hop, right? Absolutely. So it's like, you know, we just love the energy and the vibes. So we're throwing this party at the pool. The Mandalay Bay Wave Pool has been shut down for our event on Friday night, the 21st. Nice. And uh, the only way you can get in is through having a G4 Live ticket. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's super cool. And then, cool event, what happens the next day? So the next day we have expo and speakers and also breakout sessions for brand certification programs for bud tenders and bud tender certification programs. Okay. Break those things down sure. to layman because like they're <laughs> like, what? Certification? Yeah. Oh, you don't just get a job in one of these three... I mean, it's, it, it would be, it's great to enlighten because we do have so many listeners that yeah. are even out of this country that can't even comprehend yeah. some of the conversations that I have with people. But yeah, break that down. So I think the best way to describe it is, is that our event is not a weed event. We're a cannabis event. And what that means to us is, is that we're trying to raise the bar for professionalism for people that are coming in for the business aspect. It's like, look, you got you know, best practices, SOPs. I mean, really, how do we professionalize the industry? Yeah. However, we also have our parties at night and our parties are very much untied and just cool. Let your, you know, just ha let your, you know, freak flag fly and have a blast. Right. Yeah. Um, everything you'd want at a cannabis event. On sure. Our parties. Okay? Sure. But we are an MGM property. So we have a strict rule of no THC, no cannabis oh. on property. Yeah. Yeah. We follow every guideline that they request of us. Yeah. yeah gladly yeah. do it because we're yeah. proud to be at MGM. Yeah. So the bud tender certification programs is, is we created this platform where brands can educate the bud tenders and certify them to represent the brands and give them a certification ticket at the end of it. Sure. So they can add that to their resume. So That's let's say, cool. for example, Select is one of our title sponsors, Cureleaf and Select. So let's say you're going to get Select certified. I mean, that's kind of cool. You go into a store that actually sells Select and sure. you can say, hey, I'm certified to sell Select. That means yeah. a lot to the management. You're probably going to get the job over somebody who's not certified to sell Select if that's sure. one of prime properties. Sure, that's great. Uh, brand Bud Tender Certifications is an education course being provided by Cloverleaf University. Uh, okay. And, and so they've got, you know, the certification programs for the Bud Tenders. Um, nice. So it's an education platform. And we also have speakers, but our speakers are not all cannabis speakers. Like we've got you speaking, right? Yeah. But we've also got like David Tyreman who created the polo brand for Ralph Lauren. Oh, like, I mean, how pimp is what that? A, what a cool speaker that is. Oh, yeah, of course. We talk about building a lasting brand. Yeah, for sure. So it doesn't matter if you're in cannabis or not. No, nah, yeah, cool yeah, experience. yeah, 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 of course. Grant Pinvidic, the big TV producer who created the show Biggest Loser and Bar Rescue. I mean, just an amazing. What great shows those were. I know. I remember when Biggest Loser first came out. Yeah. Very inspiring. Yeah. It was. So, so with guys like that are coming out and talking about, and I love Brant's pitch. If, if you're if you're coming to G4 Live, you got to see Brant. Well, isn't isn't Brad uh, or something like? I know Brad does the CBD Expo. He always hits me up like all the time. Isn't uh, he doing something and collaborating with you guys or now? Is there anything? Brad uh, Turner. Brad Turner. Yeah. Yeah. So Brad Turner has the Investor Summit. 
um, at, well, that's what we're calling our side of it as the Investor Summit. And, you know, he, he's helping us put together sort of this panel of investors that are, people can pitch to for raising capital. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely want to give a shout out to that. Cause oh, that's course. also yeah, Brad's very awesome. interesting, you know, and he has a good expo, you know, the yeah. USA CBD. I've been to the one he did in Vegas before COVID went crazy. It was like February of 2000. 20. Yeah. No, Brad's super cool. He's been very instrumental in helping us get everything together. And, uh, you know, he's been organizing and getting investors and, you know, pitching it to brands to come out and pitch their stuff. And back to the analogy I made earlier about the oh, South yeah. by Southwest. Uh -huh. like now you can kind of see it's like we have documentary film screenings, arts, music. Oh, we found sure. this, I was telling you earlier when we were sitting down, it's like we found oh. this kid out of Canada who's been writing this music, you know, in his closet in his room and seven town of 7,000 people. And he's just writing hit after hit. So we're like, we got to put you on stage. And it's yeah, like, we so, have the ability to put you on stage with so, Travis Barker. Is he, does he have a Spotify or no? No. I mean... He uh, doesn't even upload it to any of those things? By the time we get to G4, we'll have all that info okay, for him. that's cool. Yeah. He yeah. has one song on <laughs> iTunes right now called Hello. Okay. And it's really cool. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll have to get that to you. No, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll throw some stuff on and check it out. Usually if uh, they happen to be on Spotify, I'll just pull it up right now. We yeah. can, like jam to it and shit for a second. But uh, no worries. We have so many things to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. so it works out great. And what, what made you decide, like, that you wanted to, like, I mean, this is a big production. I mean, I understand mm -hmm. the entertainment aspect and I understand the different avenues you've gone through, but this is a relatively big production. It is. There's a lot of work that goes into this. And, people never know. And from what I was told uh, that the one later on in the year, which is your like big, big show, you have a massive amount of people attending, right? Oh, yeah. Well, in September, uh, well, we call it September because it's really September 29th through October 2nd. Sure. Um, that event will have 20,000 plus. Yeah, so that's a big, like, that's rocking as big as MJ, if not, like, We're right same. there. MJ's like 30, I think. But, but still, I'm talking about, yeah, we're I don't really know anybody else <laughs> that gets that number uh. in the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, God bless, there's a lot of great shows out there. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot of motherfuckers. It is. And um, I think that the major reason... That we can attribute that to is the fact that we're very inclusive to the industry. We're not sure. an exclusive event. We're not telling people like, you know, uh, look, I mean, look, let's just be honest for a second. Everybody in cannabis hypes their shit out, right? <laughs> Everybody's, I'm the biggest, I'm the best, right? Sure. I, don't, I would never say that to anybody. Sure. I don't know that I am and I don't care about being the biggest. Or the I best. got you. Yeah, of course. I just care about providing a great event. Sure. A good platform. Yeah, yeah. That is blended between education and party, information and giving people the opportunity to network and have a great time under one roof. Of course. That's my goal. Hell yeah. That's it. It's a good goal. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think if you provide that resource, there are a lot of things that will come back to you in so many different ways. And, you know, having all that data also has a lot of value to it. Yeah, we, we listen, we even reach out to the major cannabis uh, other events and we invite them and get, offer them free booths. That's tight. Hey, why not? Come on. You know, Come check. Biz, I, I, I always thought they were, yeah, they're always. Come hang with us. Yeah. Did any of them take you up on it? Didn't even call back. <laughs> I sent multiple messages. I would think, I mean, uh, I think I would have thought that Hall of Flowers maybe would have like said something. What, I mean, pretty, I, not MJ Bizcon. They're probably too like, uh, yeah. to be like. Honestly, like, I can't, I, it's not even a matter of me reserving my opinion. I just kind of like, it's like, it's, it's not to sound too cerebral about it, but it's like, look, throw it out there. And if it comes back, cool. If not, whatever. No, I have no, no resentment towards anybody. I'm cool. Like, I just, again, 
we're really just trying to throw a cool event that focuses on raising the level of education and information in this space because it needs it. Look, we're headed to a traditional CPG, which stands for Consumer Packaged Goods. We're headed to a traditional CPG environment, Consumer Packaged Goods environment for cannabis. So this is why we have speakers like David Tyerman who created the Polo Brand or you know, Brant Pinvidic, the big TV producer, or you, right? Or uh, uh, any of the other cannabis speakers we have that are just amazing and so informational. It's like, look, we've created this really cool world that you could dive into and sure. get lost in. Just have fun. Sure. And how many, two a year? Is that what you- Two a year, yeah. Two a year. So the, the way we set it up is we'll throw a party at the property that usually is a big concert. Okay. Right? So for fall, we have a con- we took over the event center, holds 15,000 people. It's their concert facility at Mandalay Bay. We own we own that for October 2nd. Okay. So we're throwing a huge concert along with the Bud Tender Workshop. Wow, how, major, how cool ma- is major, that? Major, major A-list artists. Can we say which ones? Are you allowed to, or not yet? No, okay. I can't say yet. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guarantee you- The time is coming. <laughs> everybody knows who they are. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I mean, but that's dope. That's like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, but it's then off property parties too. It's important because everybody was like, "Why do we go to a cannabis event where we can't smoke cannabis on property?" No, it is a big deal. So yeah, it is for sure. This is the whole aspect of our event that is so dynamic, which is that we have these parties off property that are usually at like some like for example Saturday night the twenty second of May. We're throwing our, our party at Freshwater, which is right behind Raider Stadium, right across the street from Mandalay. And what is Freshwater? So it's a prop house, like where like Discovery Channel keeps all their sharks for Shark Week. It's just crazy. The, it's like it's such eye candy everywhere. Uh-huh. So we're throwing this prop house party. And it's like, we got guys riding around on bicycles with these ice cream carts in front of them, handing out haagen We've got a sweet table, Ooh. a salty table. Like, Ooh. it's like open bars. Ooh. We've got DJs. We've got hip-hop That's bars performing, air streams with bars. Like, it's just... It's eye candy everywhere. Wow. So that's our that's our off-property party. I like that. Yeah. In October, it's not hot. That's one thing you don't have to worry about. Right. That's my problem. We're, like, <laughs> checking shit out, and we had an awesome, like, place to do it. And I just was like... Oh, dude, July, yeah. it's going to be fucking hot in this motherfucker. Yeah. Even as cool as it is, I was well, like, even, do. even next week, it's going to be like 80-something degrees at night, which is epic. Yeah. You know? Oh, so, yeah. So our party, our beach party is going to be cool. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, again, parties, education, information, expo, networking. That's our event. Yeah, that's awesome. But all that's under so one dope. space, you know? Sure. But you keep busy all year round. I oh, mean, yeah. It really is a lot to even just put on two events. Have you um, thought about putting in other areas and things like that? Or what's, yeah. Has there been any kind of expansionary ideas floating around? For sure. I want to do something on the East Coast. Oh, that would be dope. Um, or Midwest. I'm thinking, you know, we, sure. we definitely have some, some, we've got some really solid fans coming out from, you know, uh, Michigan and uh, New York. And it's like, look, I just, I think there's a lot for us to do on the East Coast, even if it's along the, you know, from Florida to New York, somewhere along the East Coast line. Absolutely. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us. And as we continue to tip into new states going rack, there's going to be so much more opportunity for G4 Live to expand. Um, I, I envision us having sort of uh, quarterly events with one huge event, like our Super Bowl. Oh, which is yeah, yeah, event. I got you. Oh. Yeah, almost like little mini spinoffs, so, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Um, when you're not doing that, are you, you got a lot of other projects in the works or anything you could throw out there or no? We do, actually. Uh, so our parent company is Round Metal Holdings. Uh, it's a, we have about six different brands that we have under our holding company. Okay. Uh, we have G4 Live and the Bud Tender Awards. Uh-huh. We also have merchant services we provide for the cannabis industry, financial solutions. Oh. Oh, that's and we own a couple of cool. products as well. So. That's cool. And uh, 
ATM debit cards, but not regular credit cards yet, right? Regular credit card. Get the fuck out of here. Rates are rapist or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, 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 we're, no we're, we're using we're using a we're using a platform that gives us uh, basically a legal MCC code for financial transactions that allows us to do this the right way with nice. tokenization, stablecoin. Hell yeah! And cryptocurrency is a very interesting thing, huh? Oh, it sure is. What's your whole philosophy or mindset around? Oh man, I mean, if there was ever a proper industry to attach Wild West to, it's it's not cannabis; it's it's digital currency. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, cannabis is a Wild West too, but uh, digital currency is is this is the year of it. it it's really going to be you're going to see the blend between now and 2022, where it's really going to take over. Uh, currency and how are your feelings on the whole nft thing this thing is being thrown around so much you've read much about it or i have but this is the thing about me i won't tell you something i don't know too much about i got you and i don't know enough to make any educated opinion Uh, i got okay but i but i do are you intrigued by it super intrigued super intrigued yeah me too i you know it's it's very like i believe we're getting into a world that's transitioning because of technology and younger generations and we're, mm-hmm. we're literally seeing paper mm-hmm. fade away. Yeah. Truly, Truly. right? Uh, and even monetarily and, you know, who writes notes on a pad except uh, old school motherfuckers like you and me right, or, right. or if you're a lawyer or something, right? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's a new profession. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, I mean, look what music has done. I mean, in the scheme of the history of the world, it's just yesterday. I mean, the, you know, I mean, with, with uh, Napster and digital, you know, and file sharing, it's like if you look at music, I mean, who buys an album anymore? Now, well, now it's cool to buy albums, right? Now it's cool to be retro and have, you know, albums and, and have it on wax but if you look at the 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 evolution from eight track to you know and wax to uh, tapes and, and cds and just now sure. it's all it's itunes it paper foldable bills are essentially eight tracks albums and cassettes it's going to convert oh yeah and that's the thing this thing with the nfts is trying to give value to a jpeg essentially even right, right. And someone says, well, oh, I could just steal it from Google. I don't need to pay 100000 But there's the people who say, well, I get to truly say I got this from the thing. It wasn't a ripoff. I'm allowed to have it where you technically don't, right? Well, it's perceived authenticity. Yeah, a perceived authenticity to digital value. Right. When before we didn't conceive that as truly being worth value. Mm-hmm. And now art is essentially could be replaced in a sense like and it's also about these crypto guys also have like lots of coins and this and extra thing and they can't really like spend it on too much unless they cash it out if they cash mm-hmm. it out then you have to report it right yeah so i think just like back in the day like when rich people bought crazy art to like mm-hmm. have money saved in <laughs> and do things or whatever i think like yeah. this whole nft thing is like just such a big version of that it totally is. Everybody's coming with a space. So. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And I, I've heard that, like, top baseball cards, this, like, all these people are going to... And there's a positive thing. It's like, how did you ever track, like, where the cards came from throughout all the history yeah. of this or whatever? You could never fucking do that, right? Right. But what they're proposing is that you'll be able to track it forever. Yeah. You'll know who every single one ever got left to or sold to or this. Yeah. And really have a true chain of title, mm-hmm. which that that's really you know interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Who's your who since you've been doing the awards? Has there been any favorite speakers or brands or anything you'd give a shout out to that you quite enjoyed as being a, you know, the owner of this of this whole thing that just like came up and mm. touched you or you're like or never expected like wow or, you know or just anything like that. There's a bunch of people. I don't even know where to start. Uh, let's start with the brands. Uh, Joe and the team from Rove. Uh, we just think so highly of those guys. They're just they're such a great group of people, and they're 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 genuine and they're caring and they're authentic, and we we love their product. And I I've just recently been seeing them a lot. So Rove is a great company. What what do they do? Uh, make a great vape cart. I mean, they oh, make vape. a lot of things. Okay, diamonds. sweet. They've but got, what they've, they're they've, known, they've like, got a lot of things. But okay. my favorite is their vapes. Um, if anybody's interested in my favorite strain, if you can find Dream, that's the one. Okay. Dream and Ghost Train, Ghost Train Haze. Hell yeah. Uh, those are my two favorites. Um, other brands, uh, you know, recently I've been hanging out with Cam from Select, and uh, we're very close with Cureleaf, and Cureleaf is our title sponsor. Nice. Um, I have just totally funny random that I happen to know the president of Cureleaf quite well. We've known each other for a long time. Okay. Um, and uh, Mark Russ is his name. And th these are just great people in the industry that I really greatly respect because they're smart, they're sharp, and they have a plan to build and pioneer the industry. And I think anybody who's really trying to build the industry, I don't care if you're somebody that's starting out or you're somebody that's sure. president of one of the largest cap companies in cannabis like Cureleaf. If you are working to help elevate the, the constitution of this industry, then you're a friend of mine. You know, that's cool. Yeah, I like that attitude because you know what it is. A lot of people are just very self into what they need to do or what they need to achieve for themselves. Especially nowadays, I mean, listen, coming out of COVID and freaking everything political over the everything's been real quiet lately. Well, lately, I yeah. don't see a lot of people talking much about what they do of anything these days uh, yeah. that much. You right. know? Yeah, that's true. But. What I, I can, you know, I definitely commend you on is I personally know many, 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 many companies that have risen, public, private, raised all this money and everything, and these consumptionary ego and this and not knowing and spending and I've just seen so many of these fucking things where the head guys paid themselves so much fucking right. money and expenses and this and everything else that yeah. it made it truly impossible for that company to succeed. And, and I think that a lot of these guys actually know that and just know how to ride that wave and take that money and live off of that fat cow mm -hmm. until the fucking burns down to the ground, right? It's true. I mean, and I've seen so many of them. Yeah. Well, you've seen a lot of companies rise and fall quickly. Too, oh. So. And that's a tough thing. So I definitely commend you coming into a project where you dumped a milli yeah. at some ball sack to the fucking <laughs> wall right there. You know what I mean? That's not like put it into something that's just like a building or this yeah. or like, so, you know, you're like, I'm going to toss this into an event. Uh, yeah, an event for cannabis to and, celebrate the and, bartenders. And let's be realistic and disillusion all these people that think it's so fucking easy and cheap yeah. to start an event, even if it's a few hundred people. Yeah, no, it's very difficult. There's a uh, lot to think about, right? Well, there's a lot to think about if you want to do it the right way. I mean, listen, if you want to throw an event... And put some card tables out, you know. Yeah, that's different. And I'm no sure. offense to those events, but sure. I've been to some really dope events like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, like, if, amazing if it's events the right like people, right. the right feeling, the right atmosphere, I'd be on a fucking tent. You know but what think, I'm saying? But think about this for a second. 
and this is something I'm proud of, okay, is that we went onto a federally gamed property. Sure. Where the Federal Gaming Commission Absolutely. can pull their card in a flip of a switch. Oh, yeah. And the Fed does not recognize cannabis as being legal. It's no, a, it's a scheduled true. drug. Absolutely. Narcotic, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so we threw a cannabis event on a federally gamed property. Yeah. That was a big deal because sure. we did it the right way. Sure. And what we did. There was ones back in the day, but they got banned because they got in big fucking trouble for doing stupid shit. Right. So that makes and my Mandalay, point. And Mandalay, MGM banned it from a specific event that I know that went down. Yeah. And that was the last of Mandalay Bay ever doing anything cannabis related. I know that for a fact. And that was like the spring off of MGM saying, nope. Oh, because it wasn't MGM. I believe there was a thing that went down. Yeah, it was the first year they did it. It was at Rio, wasn't it? Well, the one I'm talking about were glass events, like, can, like gotcha. you know, cannabis related. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not truly cannabis. Yeah. But our event happening at MGM oh, now, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it, it, what, it's, what it's done is, is it's helped given some credibility to the industry. In oh, sure. And being saying, hey, look, we'll take this serious enough and give you a shot. Oh, yeah. And so we, we, we were proud of that, and it's something that we... we well, it's a good event because for. it's award-based, too. Yes. It's easy to swallow that pill. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you go to MGM and say, yeah, we want to do this or that. Or, like, you know, these type of things. And then it involves the actual smoking. You know, you're bringing, again, speakers, educated platform, and a situation that's very palatable. Well, well, let me tell you this quick story. When we had the first year of the Bartender Awards, we were told that at 1 o'clock on the first day of the show, we were going to be greeted by some executives from MGM. And I was like, okay, cool. So my partner and I get the phone call. They're coming up the escalator, right? So we, we walk out to walk towards the escalator. Uh-huh. And I kid you not, man, we're recruited by 18 suits. Wow. General counsel, president and CEO of MGM, president and CEO of Mandalay Bay, uh, chief compliance officer. Sure, I mean, of course. In the Federal Gaming Commission. Of course. We are also greeted by two of the general counsels from the major properties on the Strip uh, at Caesars Palace. And, sure. And the Wynn properties, David Reich from Wynn. Uh, who wanted to just check it out because it was the first ones on the strip. Yeah. Like, this was a thing. Yeah. And it was like, it was just it was just kind of cool to be in that moment. That is dope. It was one of those small moments that you just remember with forever because it was like, holy shit. Like, What's the website if people want to check out G4 and get you. it? I'm such a horrible promoter. <laughs> no, <it's> got- <laughs> I need you to promote this. I got you, my brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so listen, if you want to nominate your favorite bud tender or you're a bud tender that wants to be nominated, uh-huh. you go to budtenderawards.com. That's budtenderawards.com, just like it sounds. If you want to get a ticket and come check out the G4 Live event, go to G4 Live. That's the letter G, the number four, uh-huh. word live.com, G4Live.com. Hell yeah. Thank you. Any shout-outs, friends, family, anybody want to throw something out to the wind? I, I, I really want to thank the collective group of people that have helped us get this event to where it is, including you. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank Appreciate my it. team, Julie Porter, Amanda Quijada, Sabrina Pont, Mara. Mara Allen, I almost called her Mara Coffer, her maiden name. Uh, and just everyone, every, everyone on our team who has just been tremendously helpful to making this event happen. Honestly, I think I, you know, it was definitely my brainchild, but it has evolved into something that is really owned by our group. That's tight. And you always got to love a collective organism and an organization that just, you know, can move and adapt and learn and organically grow into something that's super tight. That always is the best. Yeah. Well, having a good team of people is really what yeah. really moves the message, Yeah, right? for sure. Absolutely. And uh, we wish good luck to all those who nominated. Yeah. And uh, and we look forward to uh, seeing 
those winners at this event, and uh, we'll be uh, definitely doing a whole recap. Yeah, I'm really looking forward here. to seeing you guys there. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a recap. It'll be <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, I love I just like because I know a lot of the people are going to be there. So it's just like yeah. I get to like just fucking roll around, right. and we're bringing bringing the crew. So we're definitely going to be uh, promoting it on each one of our different social media networks outside of the uh, the network. Each one of these guys have their own fucking following in themselves too so they'll be blowing this shit up for sure that's awesome man i'm super grateful thank you so much and everybody's yeah. listening man if you go if you come see us at g4 light please come say hi absolutely thank you keith so much thank you for everything that you do and help out with the industry you are definitely one of the pioneers like many others like you and, well thank you man and uh honestly uh it's great that you put together an event that gives everybody opportunity to grow in this industry and in the end, that's the most important thing. This is Andrew Pizzacalis, and you're on the Hayes Radio Spotlight. And thank you guys for uh, listening in. You can check us out. Download for free on your Android or iPhone. Check out Hayes Radio or go to HayesRadioNetwork.com, and it'll guide you to all our archive episodes and everything we got going on. Thank you so much. And I think uh, me and Keith, after this, take a little puff, get some munchies, and uh, we out. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.